This is episode number 127 with Dr. Alexandros Skandalakis. Welcome to Transform Talks, the only podcast that cuts straight through the hype and noise on supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, the CEO and co-founder of the Future Insights Network. Join me as I uncover the stories and delve deeper into the topics that really matter to you. So how can today's supply chain leaders implement a successful digital transformation strategy while still managing the day-to-day? Well, in this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Alexander Skandalakis to break down the do's and don'ts of implementing solutions and the two W's that can help prevent digital transformation projects from failing. Alexandro draws on his many years of experience in spearheading transformations to help us understand how to drive excellence in the long run while solving short-term problems, and how important change management is to digital transformation success. Alexandros has extensive experience in various operations leadership positions, including manufacturing, supply chain, strategy and planning at an affiliate, regional and global level. His last role saw him responsible for the global manufacturing footprint, including product sourcing optimization, strategic asset management and global operations capex at Philip Morris International. So I'm really looking forward to hearing his perspective, his advice and insight on this matter. Let's get started. Hello, Alexandros. Welcome to Transform Talks. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Maria. I'm excited to talk to you once again. Well, yeah, you, you and I have lots of good conversations, so I'm really looking forward to this one. And in general, talking about, I think the biggest thing on my mind is digital transformation, right? Because everybody talks about it and everybody's going through it and everybody's doing their best, especially during pandemics and, you know, et cetera. What's your experience been with your own digital transformation projects and why do you think some of them or so many of them fail? Well, I think uh, the most important is that we need to have a combination of both the what's and how's. We often do one mistake, is that we think that by getting a digital solution automatically, everything will be solved and it will mm-hmm. be you know, a nice and a wonderful day uh, afterwards. And we tend to oversight a little bit on the how. So I think the most important thing is to place an equal importance on both the what, i.e. the system, and the how, uh, which is how we implement that solution inside the company. After all, I mean, if we go only for the what, for sure we can have a fast implementation and a fast rollout, but it will not take us far. If Mm -hmm. we put the importance on the how and how we do the change inside the organization as well through the digital solution, that would take us also far. So I think this is the most important element uh, that comes into the scene. But why do you think, I mean, I mean, you know, with no disrespect, what you say is not rocket science, right? It's it's pretty it's pretty simple stuff in terms of, uh, you know, the what and the how. But why do you think so many companies still fail to deliver transformation projects? So we think of today. We often think of today and not of tomorrow. So we want a solution fast because it will solve us the problem that we have today. But what if we think of the problem that will come tomorrow on top and then trying to find a solution? We have a much longer viewpoint and I think that's an important element in the whole process. And that's why they will fail because by the time, if we focus only on today, by the time we have the fast implementation that will deliver the value and the expectations, a few months or years down the line, things may have changed. So we have failed into having something resilient for the future. We are not becoming fit for the future. Right. No, that makes sense. I mean, you. So you've you've had experience in implementing digital twin 
for supply chain, you know, and, and uh, in order to build resilience. What were the learnings for you on that process? Um, yes, first of all, is to the starting point is to think that the journey, it's about a change. So every right. change is messy and every change is not easy. That's why we need to plan ahead. We need to plan properly. We need to define what's the scope of our solution. Why do we need it? What's the end to end for us? I mean, in previous examples that we looked in cases which spanned over more than 180 markets, or it included more than 70 manufacturing sites, we had to define where is our starting point and when is their ending point. And from then it's easier to proceed. I think the second most important element is data. Yeah. Before we go to anything is how easy can we get the data? How easy the data is available? Is it in a data ocean? Is it in Excel? How it can all come together? And we need to place equal importance about ensuring that the right data goes into the system, because if we don't do it correctly, and again, as you say, it's not rocket science, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. The next thing that we need to place equal importance is to design a solution in the expectation that the solution will help us, not that the solution will guide us to a solution directly. And what does that can, 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 can we, can, yeah, I was just going to say, can we hone in on that a little bit as well? Because that's really important there. So do you think a lot of people do that, that they put in a solution, helping that the solution is going to say, hey, now you need to do this? Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that's a wrong starting point. We need to start first from the hypothesis. Why do we need a solution? What are the elements that we expect that it will help us on? Then go design and have all the implementation, create our models and establish the setup. Because if we go with the aspiration that just a solution will be installed and day one will have the solution of our problem, we, it may not solve the, the problem that it's actually aimed for. Yeah? So I think it's more important that we start with some hypothesis saying that we want to install this digital tool in order to deliver this X, Y, Z. So our business case needs to be solid because then our model will be solid and our implementation will be solid at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can, can we talk a little bit about change management? Because I know I've heard you say before that change management is an important piece, but how important is change management? I think it's... Um, I'll use an analogy. If we take out change management from the equation, it's like getting out from our home to go to work completely naked. Mm. So um, a small analogy, but in a sense, it's an essential part of the whole process. Otherwise it's risky. If we don't do the right things to change internally our organization and to increase either the adaptation to ensure that the solution fits our needs and is actually embedded in our day-to-day -day work, I'm sure it will fail. I'm sure afterwards, People will start complaining, people will start having issues, and you know, soon we'll disregard all the efforts uh, that have been in place, not necessarily at the fault of the solution itself. Mm -hmm. So we'll start blaming the solution, of course, because nobody wants to start blaming their own selves, but I think change management is a key element. I mean, we need to validate the solution first. We need to see that you know, a solution that we put in place is actually the solution that fits the needs. How does it compare against the previous systems? Can we get comparative or even better results with the same data inputs? Um, how does it solve our problems? Who are the right people to get on board on the implementation? All these are questions that need to come into the scene. And not only through the stakeholders, but also within our teams. At the end of the day, if we don't get the buy-in of the people that are gonna be using it, they're gonna cut corners. And what we think is a pure digital solution may be a, we take the extract out of the digital tool, put it in Excel, create a graph, then into PowerPoint, and then have another solution. 
which defeats the whole purpose. We need to get the buy-in and people need to get involved from the beginning, from the business case, not later on down the line. Everybody needs to be set up as a team. To change management is very important in all aspects uh, of the equation. If we don't do it, we're going to run out naked completely. Completely. Well, we get adoption issues, you know, you get issues. I mean, we've all been there where we uh, get a new system thinking it's better than the legacy system because we're lured, I don't know, by consultants or, you know, technology providers who say, no, this is the next best thing. But then something happens and it doesn't solve all the problems, does it? We, we, we're sitting here going, what was this investment for? And that's, do you think it's down to a lack of planning, a lack of uh, mindset or cultural issues, all of the above? It's all of the above. Um, I mean, I've seen cases where people want to move fast. So let's get it fast to tick the box. Well, it's not necessarily the correct thing to do. So we need to plan. We need to place the effort before. We need to be there with the teams. We need to think of why do we really need a digital solution? We know we need it, but the mm. question is why? And the moment that the why is clear to us, then everybody will start getting on board in that direction. So I think it's very important to move into, uh, into that area. And I think it's an important thing to do. But you know, Alexandra, I, I mean, I hear you. And, and I bet you a lot of the people that are listening to us are saying, yeah, I hear you, I get that. But the conflict always seems to also be that planning, optimization, uh, thoroughness is in direct conflict with day-to-day -day operations and crisis management. So how does someone sitting at the center of supply chain drive excellence and innovation and investment in the future whilst at the same time dealing with the day-to-day? It's not driving. If we drive and we look in the road straight ahead of us in front of the car, we will not do straight maneuvers. Mm. We always think, look straight ahead, look into the long term, and then you'll start driving smoother than before. And I think that's one thing that we fail to do, uh, or that we need to do more, let's put it correctly. We need to take a step back, look into the longer term, and then see how a longer term vision can support today. So solve today's problem, but be fit for the future for uh, the next few years. And I think that's an, an important step, um, which we fail often to see because of pressure to solve a problem. Many companies report their financials at the end of each quarter. So let's move fast. Let's see the figures. Let's solve this problem today. Yes, we do. But then we're solving an issue. So we still, it, it's better to focus on the risk and to be ready that rather than solve the issue when the risk becomes alive. Uh, and, and that's an important thing in that dimension, yeah. It's a, so, it's so, a matter of timeline. Well, I was just going to say, so you're, you know, I like what you're saying with regards to looking at the long-term vision to help you solve some of the short-term issues as well. Because I think sometimes see the, people see them in isolation. Long-term is long-term. It's not going to help me now. It's, it's, it's long-term. You know, by the nature of the name. So you still think that that some of the planning and some of the some of this will help you with short-term tactics and stuff. The definition it should be like that. Of course, when you say long term, it varies by industry, by type, by product, FMCG and all that. But if we always keep, if we lose track of our long-term direction, then for sure we're gonna be going left and right in a short term. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of decision at the end of the day. I think to do the digital. Uh, implementation in the correct way. We need to be thinking long-term, moving fast for the short-term. So, uh, but we need to have that, if you want, third eye looking 
into the future as well, with our two eyes focused on the today, on the quarter end, of course, and all the dimensions and doing something fast. Yeah, speed is us of utmost importance, especially in our current days with the agility and the um, insecurity of the activities going around. So what do you think are the do's and don'ts for uh, a senior leader looking to implement a digital twin solution or, or supply chain digitization in general? First of all, I would start by the don'ts. Uh, okay. And it's a common mistake. Don't rush. Don't rush for a solution straight on. It's better to start small, do something small test and go fast afterwards, the moment that you see that the solution fits the purpose and the needs. The second that I would say is that define, don't, don't expect the solution to define where you want to go into the future. Define yourself first when you want to go to the solution, when you go first in the future, and then have the solution supporting your vision and your direction. And then going to the do's. I think the most important one to start with is prepare. You know, start from the end to end. Define your scope, what you want to do. What do you want this tool for? What is the, the, the reason of existence of this digital twin? And that, of course, will drive the rest. Implementation, which modules are going to be used, where you're going to focus, and all that I mentioned. Spend the right time for data um, to ensure that you have the right data sets. We often think, oh, yes, it's going to be easy, but it's some. Well, it has been proven in many instances that it's not. We think we have the right data, but we don't. So that's another big chapter that comes, you know, data oceans, data lakes that needs to be put into the account. Be open to learn, to mm -hmm. unlearn. And what, that's what do you an mean interesting that? statement. Yeah, it's um, a be open because, to learn, to unlearn, okay? So a digital solution may be the opportunity to do something new. So before going to the implementation, think, think of how the... Uh, the future could be of what you want in the future different from what you have today and then have the digital solution supporting you in this journey and this uh, means uh, that you need to uh, get i was away just gonna say hold yeah get away from okay so hold on a second but let me interrupt you i've yeah. been there i have been there where i've been to a programmer and i have said um listen i want you to build this this way right i want you to build this this way and the reason i want you because this is part of my existing process right in the end it didn't work. And I'll tell you why, because what I should have done, and I learned this afterwards, this is a big learning for me, is to say, my end goal is this. This is what I'd like to achieve as my end goal. You build it how you think I can get to that end goal, because otherwise there's two separate things that we're working towards. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. That's. I mean, we need to start from a Northern star. Where do we want to be? We don't want a replica of today. We mm. want a replica or we want a solution that will help us take us to the future, transform ourselves um, and the way we work. So we need to step back, try to find new ways how to operate, learn new things, and then try to have a digital solution to accommodate all these new things towards the future, to make us more better fit for, for the future endeavors that will come. And, and that's exactly the, the comment there, and I think it's very important. And, and in reality, we should spend more time not designing solutions in our current operating model, but designing solutions that will fit our needs for the next few years. Mm -hmm. And that will help us to go into any direction, be it resilience, BCP, be it in planning, be it in any activities that we want throughout the supply chain or operations. You know, I, I like to say to my team sometimes um, that I like to work backwards. I like to work backwards into, let's start with 
what I would want this, what this should look like, what I'd like, what my end goal is. This is what I would love to happen over here. So then let's work backwards and see what can we do to get to this point? Not, and I think sometimes a lot of companies work the other way around. They think, right, this is where we start. This is the beginning. Let's start building one step at a time to go to an eventual thing. And then, and then the reality is that it ends up being some monstrosity of processes, complexity uh, that you probably don't need. Is that give or take? I mean, yes, yes, correct, correct. I mean, um, and, and that's a, a, a much smaller thing. It's a golden opportunity to look outside than looking within for the solution. Yeah. So outside may give you a lot more ideas, a lot more options. Look from best practices, look for um, solutions that are there which are completely different to your current operating model. And that will help you to think of, hmm, perhaps I should take this, perhaps I should start with a different hypothesis, a different design now, which will take me much faster to my Northern star, exactly mm -hmm. what you mentioned, Mariana. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe that, you know, having a concept of that approach will help companies make a really a big step change in the way they operate. But it has to be more outward. They need to see a little bit more outside than the current. Uh, well, it, it kind of, it, it, to go back to what you were saying about learning to unlearn, right? And I've said yeah. this before in the podcast, I feel like, you know, despite the, all the horrible things that COVID has brought with us, you know, brought to us, actually, there's an opportunity to come out of COVID with um, a redesign of business models, a, a rethinking of paradigms. I mean, here we are with the greatest, biggest experiment of working from home. I'm at home, you're at home. I never would have expected, would you, five years ago to, to be sitting here talking to you from home. We've just, anyway, so I digress. Oh, yes. The point is that the point is that there we can change certain things. So there's an opportunity to really redefine old business models, things that perhaps you and I learned in university 20, 30 years ago um, that need to be, I don't know, questioned, changed. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it needs to start from the source. I mean, here we're talking about the experiences from you know the business side of things and all this, but Apart from talking about digital solutions, tools, and implementations, I think you're absolutely right. We need to start by redefining education or the capabilities, how we build our capabilities. And mm -hmm. I think the benchmark needs to be completely different. COVID in, you know, was a terrible thing that came at the end of the day, but it's a golden opportunity to redefine how we operate towards the future. Yeah. Uh, in many areas, and not only COVID, I mean, you know, having, you know, vessels blocked in canals and you name it, yeah, and all this, and many more, you know, shortages in electronics. I mean, we know it, we face it all. But at the end of the day, all these help us and COVID has, should help us, let me put it in the right way, to learn new things and to move ahead in a different way, in a different approach. Well, evolution isn't the strongest surviving. It is those with the be best ability to adapt to changing environments. That's, That's how we've evolved. Uh, exactly. So I think companies that are able, or in, let's let's forget companies, but I think senior executives, executives, people like us that are listening, people that are operating in business today, the likelihood is that they will survive if they can adapt to this new environment. But I think that goes back to what you've been saying about mindset and 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 not just looking at technology for the sake of uh, solve being a magic bullet, as we call it, solving everyone every problem that we have. In, in order to do that, you need to be able to have the right team around you. So here's my question. What kind of team do you need around you? What kind of skill sets do you need around you for the implementation of this kind of, I don't know, change and digitization? 
first one that is, I would love to have, I mean, I would love to, first of all to have an energy in the team. So I start from the soft skills. I'm not okay. talking about capabilities development, but soft skills, people who are not afraid of change, people who are saying, look, let's go for it. Let's make a, the, the art of the possible, the art of the possible. The art, how can we make the impossible possible? Exactly. Let's start from that. I think that's the main thing. So the moment we have the right mindset in mm-hmm. the team, we can build a high performing team. And then, of course, we need to um, show them what are the strengths, but we should go horizontally, not vertically. I'm a big fan, not of the functional setups. So mm-hmm. here's supply chain, here's manufacturing, here's engineering or whatever functions or sales. You know, instead of being vertical, we should be horizontal. We should go with value streams. So focused on our values, which are across the entire value chain in the organization with people that are eager to change, try new things and find solutions to problems, not problems. Not, not, I, I, used to, I used to hate that where people would just, I mean, it sounds cliche to say, bring me problems. I mean, everybody brings me problems. Nobody brings me solutions. But I, I do think that you need to surround yourself with people that will say, okay, I found a problem, but these are the things I think we should do. And it may be mm. wrong, but it's that attitude, right? It's that sort of soft skill that you're looking for. Someone that says, there's a problem, but what if we did these two, three things to try to solve this? That's, that's the future. That's the future indeed. And I think our role as leaders are to sell, serve those people and the call our colleagues in order to break barriers and excel in whatever they do. Because at the end of the day, um, I think the old models of uh, managing or leading hierarchical organizations, yeah. hierarchical, should be long gone. Uh, and the power and the strength is all below. And that's where digital comes and uh, nicely fits to it because it enables people throughout the organization to do their best, to excel, to find the data. And then automatically we can go to much faster decisions, much faster approaches and, and to all the benefits that it are known, of course, to have in that element. Yeah but it starts from people and from the soft skills. Alexander, because we don't have much time, but if you could leave us with one learning that you've gained throughout this entire process, what would it be? I would say that the the first one is focus on the what's and the how's. Don't forget the how's. So that's one thing that um, uh, can help you drive. With the what's, you can go fast, but with, with the how's and fixing the how's, you can go much longer. And I think that's one of the things. And for us leader, uh, I would stick to two things. The one is to care to guide and serve our teams. Uh, And I think with those two things, I mean, digital and any other initiative can really become a success. Alexandros, I wanna thank you for being here. I wanna thank you for sharing your stories and your your advice. Uh, And hopefully we'll see you again. Thank you very much, Maria. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for those of you listening. We'll catch you at the next one. Thanks for joining us today at Transform Talks. I hope you found this valuable. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. I'll see you at the next one.